Kia ora, I'm Jill. And I'm John. You're joining Youth Office Yarns. A podcast to help bring hope and purpose during this uncertain time. We believe in the simple truth that God loves you, Jesus gave his life to save you, and he lives by your side. Each week we talk to people from around the Diocese of Hamilton and see how encountering this truth has changed their lives. How are you going today, John? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, just just been chilling, the usual. We're out of finally out of stage four, so into stage three, so that's oh, been exciting. So exciting. What have like what was the first thing you guys did getting out of level four? Um, I think yesterday or the day before we went to Raglan um and just had like a day trip down to the beach. Um it was really cool. We just like did a razor on the beach and uh had a look around, had a picnic thing. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, definitely recommend. The first thing I did getting out of quarantine was I went to Raglan Roast and got a coffee. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, At 7 o'clock in the morning, I was like, I need to go get a coffee. I've been waiting for this. That was like the one thing that I was like, when I get out of quarantine, the first thing I'm doing is going for coffee. Grabbing a coffee. Fair enough. Yeah, um... Damn, that's what Diana and Tammy did as well. We went to Raglan and Diana bought like a coffee that was so small. It was such a small coffee and it was worth like five bucks. Not a very valuable <laughs> business decision. But anyway, yeah, we're pretty crazy about coffee in this household. So Yeah, I am too normally, but I have not like I hadn't had coffee at all of quarantine. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it up for Lent. Um, and like, I kind of, I kind of don't like, like coffee anymore. <laughs> I think I just like detoxed from coffee and now I don't like it anymore. Um, well, I still very much so like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got fair on enough, like, during quarantine, I got on like the tea train. So it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Drinking heaps of like tea. I've like f- discovered my new love of cranberry juice. <laughs> like an old lady <laughs> cranberry juice whoa dude it's so delicious damn isn't that like supposed it's to be just like medicine juice. no it's supposed to just like help your bowels well, move in that um well yeah it is actually really really good for you <laughs> and it's high in antioxidants but oh, okay. um but yeah dude it's so delicious oh, dang that's interesting it's amazing that's so interesting you have to try it one day yeah there you go yeah so what has ministry kind of looked like for you guys? Um, it's been it's been cool. Like we've been doing um, like weekly things. We've been doing the same sort of thing for the last few weeks. So um, on uh, Wednesdays we run a sacramental po- program on like a Zoom call with the boys at St John's, um, and uh, on uh, Sundays we run a live youth night on our Instagram and that's been pretty cool last time we did a Q&A so that's been fun and like we were doing our own little things here and there what was like the most interesting question you had um one about like why do we worship Mary pretty pretty interesting one um yeah obviously as Catholics we don't worship Mary necessarily but that was a that was an interesting one um yeah there were a few good ones like ones about the Pope and Stuff like that. It was pretty cool. I want to do it again sometime. It was real good. Yeah. That's, like, I love Q&A. 
like sessions I used to run them all the time with like my intermediate school like kids when I was in a parish and you just get like such good questions because they just have no filter and they just ask whatever like comes to their mind and it's awesome like I love it it's it's great we did that at St. John's last um last year a couple weeks as well so just brought heaps of like yeah we just brought heaps of dominoes during lunch and yeah. would go and like answer oh, right. all their questions and bishop came out one week and we brought like everybody kfc because bishop oh, loves kfc loves KFC. he told us that many times yeah <laughs> yeah he tells everybody that yeah yeah um but yeah it's really really fun um yeah we did some q a's at st john's as well which is pretty fun during our e-days so that was cool nice yeah in amongst yeah. it yeah hopefully we're like back in full swing hopefully this thing goes well and level three does and yeah yeah i'm keen to get back to st john's pretty stoked it's been it's been fun hanging out with all those boys yeah yeah and you guys have like jp now who's like super <laughs> extroverted and <laughs> a riot yeah oh my goodness jp is the most extroverted person i've ever met in my life he um he just talks around to people when we go for walks like we went for a walk yesterday um and he just like he just like started talking to this guy with his dog and we had like a good conversation with him and told him about net and it was really cool he's just so good at that and we've been doing like things where we phone people um who are like a part of the parish roll call yep and basically JP every chance he gets he just like jumps at that opportunity to call random people he is the most extroverted person ever it's crazy I remember him telling me about that like that might have been my idea to start calling people (laughs) oh yeah 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 (laughs) and I like people think that I'm an extrovert but actually that's not true I'm an introvert I just am like okay talking like to big crowds because I don't have to make small talk and I'm okay like talking to people that I know that are like close friends but when it comes to like making yeah. small talk with strangers I could not think of like anything more like terrifying <laughs> yeah 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 no I get <laughs> for that. me I feel and like so when we were like talking to JP he was like oh I'm so excited like whenever I call people because like I don't know who's gonna pick up yeah. and it's like so exciting and i was like oh my gosh i can't that think is, of anything worse that like is a not worse exciting, feeling JP. that is not exciting yeah oh man i feel like i feel like you can be a bit of both you don't have to be always an extrovert or always an introvert yeah because like sometimes i like to have my quiet time and be by myself and not talk to people but yeah i can be extrovert as well it's amazing yeah. how like many people in ministry i know that are introverted and people would think that like oh they're an extrovert but I think it's just something that, like, in ministry, you learn, like, how to turn on. Like, you learn how to be like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm in work mode, I'm in ministry mode. Like, let's go out there and definitely be people, people. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I see that. I see that. For yeah. Sure. How is, like, how have you found, like, net so far? Obviously, it's real different oh, yeah. than what you were... <laughs> What you came into the year thinking it was going to look like? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really different. But I mean, I think the core of it's like stay the same. Like obviously the ministry doesn't look like the classic running retreats at schools and all that. But um, we're still like living um, the same sort of like lifestyle of living in a team and having a schedule and praying and that sort of stuff. So the same sort of like net like lifestyle is the same. It's just like the ministry that has changed. But we're still doing ministry and it's different and it's not ideal, but it's uh, it's definitely still good. And uh, yeah, and that's been great. I think we've been here for like two months or something like that. Or yeah, about two months. So it's pretty crazy. It's been good. Yeah, I mean, it's been very good. It's getting cold. It is though, really, really crazy how quick. It's getting cold. I actually, I actually think that like, yeah, I think quarantine's gone by actually pretty quick. I'm not gonna mm. lie. Um, it's been gone by a lot faster than what I anticipated. Yeah, it has. Hey, it felt like just yesterday that started. Well, the girls went out for Maccas. We had uh, like. Uh, time where like the guys and the girls split off and um, the girls went to Macca's and went to the drive-thru because that opened up. They seized the opportunity. Yeah. The lines are ridiculous. Mm, yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't been out enough to see that. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, they're nuts. It was like wrapped around the entire building when I drove by yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like Man. people are really intense about their like meccas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Oh, I do you know if like Kmart's opening up? Kmart or the warehouse? Because I need to like get some winter clothes because I'm starting to freeze. It's getting there. Um. Well, winter clothes um are considered essential items so like oh really actually even like Hallensteins and stuff are taking orders but they'll deliver them and i think the warehouse is doing pickups bro yeah like so right now retail can't be like open to like go into the stores but you can like click and collect why didn't i know this i need to get some like long pants oh oh my goodness okay Dang. Do you not have pants? I do. I do have some. I've got like one pair and I'm wearing them right now, but you can only wear one pair of pants for so long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before the rest of your anyway. teammates start complaining that you smell. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, anyway, we got um, this like conference coming up. Um, you told me a bit about it the other day, but like, do you think you could go into a bit of detail of like what that is, like who it's for and what that's all about? Yeah, so we're like, we're busy. This week mm. has been super crazy. Um, and last, I think it was last week or a week and a half ago, we were kind of having our pastoral team meeting. And so we had been talking about kind of the outlook of, you know, the shutdown right now Mm -hmm. i think that there's a lot of mixed feelings about the church be like churches being closed and um i know it's been hard for some people and we wanted to kind of find a way to create a resource and encourage people in parishes ministry leaders volunteers to really like reevaluate how they do parish it's really interesting during coronavirus and during this outbreak I was reading an article that said that um, 
for countries who had case, like more than a hundred cases, the like Google searches for prayer and God and like all those things had doubled the number of what they were wow. before. Wow, that's so cool. And so there's a lot of it is really cool. And there's a lot of like engagement that we've had with the online masses of people who have been away from the church for a long time or like aren't Catholic and are just tuning in. And so looking at all that and saying there's a decent possibility that these people are going to be going to parish for the first time. And, you know, like not saying like they're completely like gung ho about Jesus. Most of them are just going to be like looking for some kind of answers or in that the stages of like curiosity, right? Like, seeing if that's something that they need. And then on the flip side, you probably have people in parishes that are, like, not going to come back, that they were, like, Sunday mass goers, they haven't been to mass now in a church, they haven't been tuning into online masses, and they've decided that that's not something that's for them anymore. Like, it's not an important part of their life. And so parishes are going to be faced with kind of this like storm of of people in different places and wanting different things and yeah um i think that what we kind of decided from the conversation was that perhaps we needed to have some kind of online gathering um for ministry leaders for parishes for priests for volunteers to come and talk about those things how are we going to respond to that you know, um, mm. what is the reality of people in, in our parishes that, you know, like our normal, like in, we can't go back to normal, right? Like our normal has been that, you know, priests are often given, you know, three parishes at a time to look after. And, you know, like our communities are small. The Catholic Church is in a steady decline um, in New Zealand. And, we shouldn't want to go back to that. Like, if that's normal, we shouldn't want to go back to that. We should want yeah. something more. Yeah. Um, and so, that yeah, that's what this conference is. It's for anybody involved in parish life um, that wants to see how they can help and, you know, see how they can build community and bring about change. And so we have a really awesome lineup of speakers Um for our people that are here in the Hamilton Diocese, it's a completely free conference. Um, so all you have to do is is register on an events page for people outside of our diocese. If you're listening and you're you know keen to come, we're you're welcome to. Um, there's just like a I think it's a fifty dollar entry or whatnot, and yeah, it starts on May the seventh, seventh of May. You guys say the dates backwards here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the 7th of of May and it's just like evening sessions so um Thursday and Friday there's like a 7 30 session for you know those parents that have young little kids that they need to put to bed and you know do bedtime routines and all that um the sessions are like a half hour long and then Saturday and Sunday we have um we have two sessions so one at like um either an 11 a.m or 1 a.m slot and or excuse me 11 a.m or 1 p.m slot not 1 a.m yeah and then um one at like seven o'clock as well 
So it's a pretty like chill schedule. We didn't want people to feel like overwhelmed, you know, like a lot of us are on Zoom and all that yeah. like, all the time now. And it can be quite like intimidating or like, I guess, unappealing to be like, wow, I'm going to spend my entire weekend then at this conference watching a computer screen. Yeah, um, sure. So we didn't want that. We wanted to have people. And um, hopefully our hope is that, you know, parishes and all of their volunteers can come together for like discussion groups mm-hmm. afterwards um, that we can help facilitate and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about it. Yeah, for sure. Bishop's giving a talk. Cool. Shauna's giving a talk. Cool. Um, and then we have um, a couple a couple American speakers as well. Oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. How many How yep. many American speakers? It's a couple. Or? We have. We have three. Oh, cool. Um, so, and we have three because they have generously donated um, and volunteered everything. So actually, they're they're wow. Um, they're just giving us content for free, which is incredible. Oh man, Good um, on. yeah. And so we wanted to keep it like manageable. It's not like you know we're trying to any one of them could have given all three you know keynotes, but uh, we wanted to keep it and be respectful of their time and what they're giving us so we just kind of asked um asked a couple of them to talk on what they're really passionate about and you know they've kind of been all these people have been kind of movers and shakers and in their own parishes and diocese and some of them have apostolates um so cool if you're interested in like looking them up and seeing what they're about um we have marcel lejeune so l-e-j-u-n-e um, he's with Catholic Missionary Disciples, and he's run out of um, Bryan College, College Station, Texas. And then we have cool. Tony Vicinda, who has um, recently just uh, left his work at his own ministry to, to start a new one. So he runs like a community-based ministry. So they basically him and his wife moved to Philadelphia and are just reaching out like their ministry is completely reaching out to their neighbors and to like have that focus on the domestic church, which is really cool. Okay. And then, um, the last one is Tim Glenkowski, who some of you guys might hear that familiar thing. Sorry. His, uh, last name is Polish. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to, um, spell and pronounce and things cause <laughs> there's too many consonants in it. <laughs> but he's with La Alto Ministries, and he's done a couple of resources on, like, Revive Parishes, and um, their their whole ministry that he started is about reviving parish life, about rethinking wow. parish life. Um, and he actually was out here, like, two two years ago, my first year. So Oh, yeah? He's, he's a little bit familiar. Wow. He went on kind of like a speaking tour. Oh, yeah? Man, that's a cool lineup. That's a really cool lineup. Um, yeah. Oh, I was thinking before about the thing you said at the start about the people on like the Google searches. I think that's really yeah. exciting that people are like, even though like things are kind of whack, people are like turning to God and trying to like find answers. It's really cool. It gets you excited about like, yeah, it, I don't know, like what's going to happen afterwards after this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that this whole quarantine situation is about like, we can look at it as something negative or we can look at like the positives like we know in mm. scripture right like scripture tells us that all things work for the greater good 
Um, yeah. Like God works all those things for the greater good, right? For those who love him. And so we have to believe that in this time of uh, like really abstaining from the sacraments, from, you know, mm. what we normally encounter as Catholics, that the Lord's going to bring good out of that. Like he's not just going to let those things go to waste. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, those questions, you know, like, and those Google searches, those people that are starting to kind of reprioritize and rethink life and the meaning and, you know, like you guys did a youth night a couple of weeks ago. Why, where's God when, you know, bad things happen? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people have got time to think about this stuff now. And it's like in the forefront of people's minds, I guess. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I've been reading this book by, oh, it's not by John Paul II, but it's about him. Um, really good book. And basically I've just like started reading it. I just started reading it this morning, actually. And everyone in the team has had a go at reading it and they've all like said it's really good. And finally it's my turn to read it. JP just finished. And basically, um, the, the first little piece of the book is about, um, John Paul's upbringing in Poland, how like he lost his older brother and his mother and his dad and like how it was like the Nazis invaded and all that and how he like lost everything and it was sort of like how like the suffering brought out a spiritual like depth in him that he wouldn't have had without that sort of suffering and so I just thought that kind of relates to like what we're going through now like we're going through a hard time but like you'd hope that like there'd be a spiritual revival come out of it you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because it was like one of the reflections I had when I went to Poland. Oh, really? Because that's kind of like the story of Poland. Poland is actually like Poland as a country and as like a culture and people have been through a lot of suffering. So like, yeah, Pope John Paul II had all of those like personal things, but he also had like a lot of like the cultural baggage and um persecution that the polish people saw and i think that that level of um of suffering and of um yeah challenges that the polish people experienced kind of helped forge them as as a really strong catholic country Um, yeah and that was you know yeah it was beautiful to kind of see and like watch yeah, watch a really like country f- that was built on the backs of like martyrs and yeah you know, saints, which is Poland's incredible. Poland's got a fair few saints, don't they? They got Saint Faustina. They have a lot. JP I remember, um, yeah, when we a couple others. had um, when we were like going because it was like when I was studying abroad and um, one of our professors, who was this Scottish guy, like gave us this like little like. <laughs> pump up like hype speech before oh, and he God. was like he's so intense it's like and william wallace i like didn't yeah i didn't know anything about poland really i was <laughs> like cool like we're going to poland no big deal yeah but he like gets up there and he's like you know like i went to a really catholic school so everybody like geeks out about this stuff but he was like you're not going to catholic disneyland he's like oh. when you like <laughs> pick up a handful of the soil in poland and squeeze it in your hand, the blood of the martyrs runs out. <laughs> we're like, Wow, uh, that's deep, man. Okay. How old were you guys? Were you in school? 
Um, I was like 20, oh, 20 okay. 21. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, but I was, was like, high holy <laughs> smokes. But That's it is true, though. and it's really fascinating. Like, Poland is actually one of the only countries that, at least at the time that I was there, that had never been through a vocation shortage, which wow. is... It, like in our day and age that's like huge <laughs> that's so cool man respect yeah. to poland nothing but respect yeah. for poland shot poland <laughs> yeah shout out poland <laughs> yeah that's so cool so yeah some pretty exciting stuff i guess yeah well, we're almost um about hitting time i was thinking that um we talked a little bit about this this conference and maybe some of our listeners are a little bit on the um edge like, you just kind of see yourself as somebody who goes to the parish and, you know, like, you like being involved in parish life, but maybe you have never taken a volunteer role or a leadership role. Maybe you're a volunteer and you don't actually consider yourself a leader. Um, I want to just challenge you to rethink that, um, to rethink kind of your role in the parish, how you can take, you know, how God's calling you to take a little bit more responsibility. Um within the parish and leadership in the parish and to really discern where that might be um, and what like with the gifts that he's given you and the passion that he's given you you know where and what do you have to bring to the parish you know it can be it can be something simple you know it could be hey I'm really good with money and and books and you know calling the parish and saying is there anything I can help with fundraising you know like can be simple things um that yeah so that's my challenge to you and um just to follow that up just to um have a look go to our events page on actually i think it's just on our homepage on our website cdh.org.nz and yeah take a look at the event and really prayerfully discern if the lord might be calling you to to tune in to one or all of the stuff cool so that's my shameless plug for my (laughs) actually it's not mine it's bridget's bridget's been working really really hard on this so we're just supporting um (laughs) if you're if you're like an oldie and you're a little bit intimidated about getting online we do have um, some people that will be available to kind of walk you through and do some tutorial videos and help with that tech stuff so don't let that be a reason why you mm. don't show up for sure for sure yeah sweet well thanks yeah. guys john do yeah. you want to close us in prayer i'd love to in the name of the father and the son the holy spirit thank you jesus for the opportunity of uh this upcoming conference and for the coronavirus in general um the fruit that's going to come out of it um for the church and for all the people being affected by it, um, yeah, just pray that we can see the positive side of it and that uh, we can draw goodness out of it through you. Amen. 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 Thanks, John. Cool. Thanks, Jill. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week. Yep. See you guys.